Good morning, everyone. It's Judy They Go. You're listening to Mad Love. Welcome to the show. Welcome to your life. Welcome to the daily devotional. You get what I'm saying. Welcome. <laughs> Happy Friday. Uh, it's been an amazing week for me. Uh, so much love and support and energy uh, for me for my birthday. I appreciate uh, everybody who's been so kind and, and thoughtful and sweet and nice. It's been great. Um, had a great week. Super busy. Got to work. Uh, wrap up this work week. Uh, got a lot done for work. Um, you know, learning new things, which can be challenging. But, you know, that's why we're here. When you stop learning, you stop growing. When you stop growing, you ain't living. You're dead. So, uh, you know, keep keep in the game. Keep trying to learn new things. Try to stay encouraged. Um, you know, it's hard. I get it. I get it. And COVID has made this a very bizarre year. But I'm going to be honest with you. You need to count your blessings. A lot of people have done really well despite COVID. I know people who've gotten promotions, who've gotten promotions and better jobs during COVID. They're allowed to work from home, um, which is still good. You know, like if, you know, if you uh, are sick of the commute, but you still want to upgrade and up, you know, have a what do you what do you do? Upgrade your life, you know. It's great, you know. This company may work with you, and a lot of companies are doing that, which lets you know how afraid they are of people just catching and dying of COVID, um, because no one really knows how bad it how bad it is, and we won't know how bad it will be or what it was until two years from now. When you start hearing the research, like, oh, yeah, you know, and we don't know the long term effects of this. So basically, since we don't know anything about it, people are being cautious. Companies are being cautious. And that's smart. I know more than one person who has been promoted, gotten a better job, um, allowed the kind of flexibility they never would have been allowed in the past. So people are still experiencing a come up, you know, and uh I think especially if you're a black employee right now, people are trying to, you know, keep their word and and look like they are trying to be inclusive. And, um, you know, which I get that's part of what made people so mad about the, uh, you know, the ratios or what what was that thing? People always kept saying, well, you only got it because there was a quota of getting black people. But, you know, whatever. Fuck that. If you're qualified and you can do the job and that opens the door then it's your job to stay in there. The problem is the bar is so low these days, just being black is not enough. (laughs) So make sure the person knows how to do the job and will be good at it. Um, That's the only way we're going to grow. Just handing out jobs because people are black is silly. Anyway, I've, that horse is dead in the corner. I beat it all the time because you, and you don't help us be excellent by lowering the bar for us. You know, yes, thank you for lowering the bar to to at least be at the table to get access. But don't expect me to uh, not, you know, do a great job. I don't want a position just because I'm black. I want a position because I happen to be black and excellent. That's how I live my life. And that's how most people I know live their lives. But some of y'all know you faking. Some of you guys know you don't know what you're talking about. And you, I'm just going to throw my hat in the ring, see how it go for me. I, I get it. I respect the hustle. But, uh, you know, 
hopefully this time will be over soon and we'll see through it quicker, you know, where we just won't let people uh, sham us uh, with low credentials. But being black is enough. You know, it's just not. And and also take it out of just that arena. I mean, Trump is terrifyingly not prepared for this type of work, this type of job, you know, and he appeals to somebody. I don't know who it is. I'm not friends with those types of people unless they did like last time and they were just low key voting for Trump and didn't say anything. Um, But now we know. Now you've seen the full shit show in person. It's a dumpster fire. If you support it now, I don't. I really don't know what to say. And that's not partisan politics. I'm not pro Democrat. I am an independent. I just want somebody who has some sense. You know, that's my new motto. Just do shit that makes sense. That's actually good life advice. <laughs> if it doesn't make sense, don't do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but the problem is, a lot of y'all ain't got no sense. Not you guys, because you listen to this podcast, but you know what I'm talking about. Everybody's got that one cousin or that one coworker or that one neighbor that just kind of like marches to the beat of their own weird ass drum. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. So I started this documentary, um, you know, when I'm at work or working from home, I actually work. But when I get into the evening hours, those times, you know, I should be working on my own business. But right now, my own business is is information gathering so I can get these scripts done. And part of that is learning new things, changing my energy. And I'm watching I just started a documentary on Netflix called Capitalism or Capital in the 21st Century or something like that. And, you know, I love history, so it's really fascinating. But one thing that really stood out is uh, make America great again was a phrase that uh, Ronald Reagan used. I don't know how often he used it, but there's a speech where he ends it with, and my goal is to make America great again. So I'm sure Donald Trump is doing some version of Reagan. I'll be honest with you. My family did not fare well under Reagan. My dad was a union guy. Um, my life uh, entering the 80s was completely different at the end of the 80s. And not just because I grew up and went to college, but because, you know, the family dynamic changed, the money changed, the energy changed. Um, what was, you know, feast in the 70s for middle class black families was was starting to look a lot like famine in the 80s. Um And this documentary does a great job of pointing out what I state all the time, especially about St. Louis. It's like we hemorrhaged jobs, never did a thing to get them back. And then the companies that were here, you know, they made sure they grew their profit share, but they did not do the same thing for employee share. You know, people's salaries have stayed fairly stagnant. And, you know, we're coming to a point in America now where, it's great that you make all these gadgets and expensive cars and lovely homes, but there's going to be a point where you're going to have so many and nobody will be able to afford them because, yeah, that happens. You know, go back 100 years, um, go back 200 years. Uh, and I'm removing the element of race from this conversation. Um, we're just talking about class. 
at this point. And um, yeah, history tells us and shows us uh, that oftentimes the poor get poorer while the wealthy get wealthier. And then something has to happen because you have to repair a society that's not balanced. It tips over, you know, so that's essentially what happened with FDR. He realized, like, we got to get people working. We got to get people some financial structure. And then it just only got um, completed and cemented with World War Two. Because uh, then you could turn those factory jobs into, you know, wartime jobs. And those contracts are juicy, man. They make a lot of money. And so your company was able to sustain itself, pay its employees better. And then, you know, we were all in it together. There are points in history where people are all in it together. And then, uh, let's face it, we're not in one of those now. It's basically, if you can't figure out how to uh, make the economy tr- trickle down for you right now, your struggle nation. You just are. And I get it because I've been that person for a long time. I struggled in my 20s and 30s because I was pissed off. It's like, this isn't a meritocracy. I did everything you said I was supposed to do. I went to school, got great education, got good grades, didn't have kids I couldn't afford, uh, made, went to grad school, got more education, and my salary was not going up. And I'm still underpaid. And women, we always get paid less than men, which is ridiculous. I wish LeBron James cared about that because whatever he cares about seems to get some attention and moves the needle. Um, But yeah, you know, it's hard when you realize like I'm doing all this work and I could work very, very hard, live the rest of my life and die. And it might not make any difference in the quality of my life. Now, I believe in working hard. I don't believe in sitting around and just collecting checks off of, I, I have a hard time with people who are lazy. You know, if you're not trying, I'm, I really am not interested in your story because those people actually complain the most. The people who are trying, who do the very, very least, complain the very, very most a lot of times. So that can be frustrating. But, you know, I'm not trying to go down a rabbit hole. I'm just suggesting that you watch this documentary, draw your own conclusions. But it explains pretty much what life has felt like for me in these 51 years. Ooh, yes, I am 51. And you know what? I'm delicious. <laughs> it's a good age. You know, it really is. Because you know enough about the world to be savvy and and not let the little things and the stupid stuff you've been through some stuff so it's like i you can't you can't make me care about something that's silly you know uh, and you look back until your 20s where everything and your teen years where everything was everything and you're always upset about something that's stupid um well past that but you know you're not oh you still have good energy you look good you feel good um yeah so this is actually perfect this is the sweet spot of life and um, at least for women, I can't speak for all men. You know, Dame Dash gets his uh, insulin shot on his Instagram all the time. I was like, dude, really? What the- I'm glad you're managing your diabetes, but don't don't. He gets his wife to give it to him. And it's like, this is you need a woman like this gives you your insulin shot. Hey, I'm not that woman. If we had been married for 25 years and you got diabetes, I, of course, I will help you and take care of you. But nah. It's not appealing at 
at this point. That means you just have neglected your body and now you want me to take care of you with the best years of my life. Good luck. So anyway, (laughs) I'm passionate about that topic. Take care of your health. Don't expect other people to come in now that you don't feel good and you, you know, you was always the one. No, I wasn't. You didn't want me when you were young and healthy. Get on. Good life to you, sir. So anyway, I forgot the point I was making. <laughs> Guess that's what happens when I get upset. Um, but anyway, yeah, I don't remember, but go watch that documentary. Uh, it's pretty good. Capitalism. Um, yeah. And, and you'll see how we got here. And it also sets up, especially for America, that resentment that we seem to have when people uh, around money. Whether people have it or don't have it, there's tons of American resentment. You know, like, I was born to money, and people hate that. I didn't have to work hard for it. Or, I have money, and you don't have any, and I don't understand that, and I resent you for being poor. You know, shit like that. It's deep. And and one of the, the researchers in it said that they did an experiment where people of all backgrounds, male, female, all different races played a game of Monopoly where one person was the by a flip of a coin you picked who was going to be the wealthier of the player players and the other one was going to be the poorer and without it was so random but without fail every person who won the toy uh, blah, blah, the coin toss basically you know started flexing and talking more shit as they were winning more because they had more to invest (laughs) and none of them acknowledged that it was just a toss of a coin that gave them this luck somehow they they all just felt like you know it was meant to be and it was the way they grew the money was some kind of you know I guess some sort of validation of their skill set in making money even though it was monopoly which led the researcher to the conclusion that the mind uh, the natural default for the mind is if I'm better off than you or I'm better off period somehow that makes me better than you and you know we've all seen that we've all seen the person have a little bit of a come up and uh, all of a sudden they can't speak anymore or they're smarter than you or they want to give you advice all the time and, you know, if you if you depending on your trade, uh, that's how you get got because you're so busy coming up and thinking you can't get got you get got. So it's fascinating. You should watch it. Uh, it, it talks about other countries, too. It's very global. Uh, of course, I identify the most with America because I'm American in the most American city of St. Louis. And uh Yeah. I mean, listen, at the end of the day, a politician isn't going to save your bacon. If you got issues and you need money or you need, you know, make sure your kids have a good quality of life, you've got to work harder than ever. And not so much at a job. You got to do your research. You got to make all your dollars go as far as they possibly can. And that requires skill. And Americans used to be really good at that because wealth in America has spread much further in history than it ever has here it you know it used to be of course slave owners made more money landowners made more money men uh made more money at that era in history and then you move forward 
uh, the creation of the middle class, women working, uh, that created, you know, it may not have been, you know, Bill Gates' wealth, but families were, I was a middle class kid, families were able to have a good life. You could go to private school, I took piano lessons, people would go on vacations, uh, you work and get two weeks off, you go on a nice vacation with your family. Uh, I think we used to go to Red Lobster once a month. That was like a kind of like a treat as a as an extended family. You know, we uh, we were happy. Everybody had a new car when they needed it. You know, you got a car when you were 16. That's the world I grew up in. And it's not like that now um, in middle class America. And this documentary will help you see that. And it's frustrating because everybody's talking about making it great again. But, you know, I'm not interested in going backwards. I'm interested in figuring out how we can enjoy the success that other people seem to have right now, how we can all benefit from it. Because everybody doesn't want to be a millionaire. And I can tell you right now, everybody's not going to do the work to be a millionaire, whether it's spiritual, physical, or mental work. Nobody, most people are not going to work that hard. And I do believe there is a lot of spiritual and mental work that comes into becoming a millionaire. You have to make certain choices and decisions to magnetize yourself to be ready to be a millionaire. And a lot of people uh, just think it's luck. And if you're out here living just by the seat of your pants and you don't pray and you don't meditate and you, you know, it, I don't know what to tell you because I don't believe in luck. I believe in God and I believe in, you know, you reap what you sow. And some of that is going to be getting up every day and going to a job. And a good portion of that is going to be how do you approach your life? You know, what kind of energy are you giving to your day? What what kind of energy are you giving to the people around you? Are these people around you good for you? That's work. And a lot of y'all don't like that. Not you guys, because you listen to this podcast. But you know what I'm talking about. People who are like, girl, I ain't got time to be doing all that. I don't got time to meditate dairy start there yeah yeah a lot of people tell you that what they can't do or what they're not gonna do or what they ain't fitting to do you know that's not a life this life requires your attention and if you want a good life if you want a great life you've got to you've got to produce the energy to get there and sometimes that's not just waking up and going to work i'm trying to stress to you spiritually you must evolve Because I'm going to tell you something, some people, as a person who's had a miraculous health recovery, and it is miraculous, uh, make no doubt about it. My doctor and I go, I have to get a new doctor. He's so uh, still viewing me the way I was in 2011 that I have to have a new doctor, Um, you know, because I embrace the miracle and he doesn't (laughs) because medically he can't explain it and it bothers him. So my, you know, this is a rambling message, but I guess the point I'm trying to make is capitalism, it is a thing. And I don't doubt it. Watch the documentary. It's fascinating. But also don't wait on a politician or someone to try to fix your life. Give yourself a fighting chance. Get out here. You know, there's nothing you can't learn about in 2020. You have a phone. You have the Internet. Figure out your finances work hard and work smart physically but then also do your spiritual work stop saying prayers that you don't believe will come true 
Okay, stop, stop saying all these things in your regular speech every day in your head that keeps you from believing that you deserve to be happy. You know, and if you're happy, God bless you. Good for you. That is fantastic. But if you're one of those people who has a dream, who's trying to inspire for something better for you and your family, you have to do the mental work, the physical work and the spiritual work. And you've got to believe that it's going to work. And a lot of you all just don't have faith. I've I've been in the room with people who said these really nice prayers. And then as soon as they're finished, they're like, just nothing ever works out for me, though. Okay, so why did we just say all these prayers? What are we doing? You've got to have faith and you got to believe it with every fiber of your being and your life will transform. That is the truth. That's how it works. But you can't do one thing and say another. You can't do one thing and be something else. You know what I mean? You can't be out here preaching to people what they should do and then you turn around and don't do any of it. You will never get ahead that way. I'm just trying to help you. If you're in the if you're interested at all in transformation, this is how you do it. And it's not easy. But guess what? It feels amazing when it starts to work. And it's working. It's working all around you. So make it work for you too. It's a lot for me on a Friday, but Friday feels like y'all need this. Come on, man. This is if this year isn't telling you anything, it you aren't you're not trying to learn anything. This year has set the globe on its head and everything was supposed to collapse and everything was supposed to be terrible and everything was supposed to be bad. And guess what? I know a lot of people who haven't had a bad financial year. I know a lot of people who are actually prospering through this. Okay. So, and it's not because they know something that you don't know. They just do things you don't do. They don't give up. They don't get, get discouraged. And when they see an opportunity, they seize it. This was a great opportunity to change your life. You might not have the job, you know, you might not, maybe you're supposed to quit the job you're in right now. Maybe you're supposed to lead a person that you were sheltering in place with and realize you can't stand them. (laughs) You know, I don't know. And I don't take any of that lightly, but it's time to ask better questions. If you want better answers, you got to ask better questions. And I just believe that we are put here to be happy and not to suffer and not to, you know, believe that other people are coming to save us all the fucking time, you know, because they're not. Save yourself. You know, you can do it. And you got to believe that you are worth saving. That's where you got to start. I hope you have an amazing weekend. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. The podcast is growing. We've had a surge of listeners. I appreciate you. I couldn't do this without you. Thank you so much um, to St. Louis and the globe. Uh, we are we got mad love broadcasting everywhere. You guys are the best and I appreciate you. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for celebrating this wonderful birthday week with me. And I'm telling you, I'm headed for the winter circle. In fact, I feel like I'm in the winter circle and I want you to join me. When I look around, I want to see a lot of faces. Okay, so let's do it. What are you waiting for?
Waiting for. 